This episode of the Getting Smart Podcast is brought to you by Engage to Learn. For more than a decade, Engage to Learn has helped neighborhood public schools be the first choice for every family. Engage to Learn provides professional learning and coaching services with integrated technology solutions proven to accelerate educator growth and student learning in public schools. Their eSuite platform has everything teachers need to individualize and accelerate learning for every student, and for a fraction of the cost of other professional development platforms. Want to know more about bringing Engage to Learn to your campus or district? Contact them today at the link in the show notes. Listening to the Getting Smart Podcast. I'm your host, Shawnee Carruthers, and today I am joined live by some folks from Summit Tech Academy in Lee Summit, Missouri. I'm so excited to introduce you to Dr. Jeremy Bonison, the principal slash director of Summit Tech Academy at the Missouri Innovation Campus. Later in the episode, we'll be joined by some students to discuss their various interests, pathways, and connection to their community. Jeremy, thanks so much for being here today. It's my pleasure. Now, Jeremy, what are the benefits of Pathways? Summit Tech offers so many opportunities. What are the benefits? I think Pathways, having a Pathway perspective, allows students to prepare but also pivot. In a, in a Pathway, you're not focused on one career or one job, but a whole Pathway allows students to understand truly what their opportunities are in industry, and it allows them to pivot. And I hear so many stories of students who th- thought one thing coming in and then uh, having the contact and experience with industry and with the skills and competencies and realize my best connection is something else. Yeah. How do you teach them to pivot? Like, how do you teach them to recognize, um, this might not be what I want to do? And then how do you give them the confidence to have the agency to really speak up to Mm -hmm. say that? Really, um, it, it becomes that exposure, exposure to what the skills are, uh, what real world um, life is, uh, what those opportunities are by having contact with experts in the field, whether that they come to Summit Tech or uh, we have students go out and go on site. Um, so having that ability to have that exposure and then working in teams with students who are like-minded, have the same focus. And we have students from 33 different high schools in the Kansas City area. Students become um, really a family, a, a learning community. And so that exposure, it, we have something that we focus on, which is personalized and competency-based learning. So it focuses on the agency of that student. What are your goals and what do you want to accomplish? And helping them to identify that. And then also... Um, the authenticity uh, for students to understand, one, who they are personally, and that's something that's skipped over so much in career development. Uh, we, we skip over that in our society right to a job, but um, not allowing students to first have self-awareness of who they are. So there's that authenticity to self and then authenticity to the real world. Usually schools do one or the other, but not both. We try to focus on both. And then last is the articulation, helping students understand how to articulate the skills they've learned and to articulate not only technical skills, but also professionalism skills that help them relating with others, work with others, which we know is so 
valued and so needed in our culture today. So helping students identify, especially the agency, authenticity, and then articulation is is the way we do it at STA. Yeah, and STA is such an important part of the greater Lee Summit um, School District community. And you talked about that self-awareness, but that doesn't start when they get here um, at STA. That has to start a little bit earlier. How do you work with the high schools and the middle schools in order to start to prepare students to take advantage of the pathways offered here at STA? Absolutely. So the courses at STA are capstone courses for juniors and seniors in high school. For students in Lee Summit, and most of our students do come from Lee Summit, but then also from about 30 other sending schools as well. And so um, we work, at, let's speak specifically to Lee Summit, working on uh, what is a, a pathway and very broad pathway. So sometimes we utilize Project Lead the Way, uh, which has wonderful programs that are multi-year programs. And so connecting into those, but then also the core classes that are foundational, whether it be engineering with the math uh, or math with computer science or science with our biomed um, and engineering as well, helping students understand they need those foundational skills and working with those teachers at those high schools, but then also with our other partners uh, so, for instance, Independence has an academy model, and we are um, capstone, we provide capstone courses for those uh, academies at Independence, and we're about one-third of their academies. Okay. And so we, we work with other schools to make sure it's, it's truly a sequence, a scope and sequence, but uh, we work to keep it as broad so it doesn't... It doesn't um, position students where they are not able to to access the, these programs. Yeah, absolutely. And the fact that you all have access to 33 different high schools is kind of the definition of equity, which is like providing opportunities for all students. How does STA increase that equity for mm -hmm. students? It, it There are two things. One, when I think of equity, I mean, there's so many yeah. aspects of equity, but um, to the point of, of pathways, it's access, right? Mm -hmm. So providing um, access uh, in a broad way, we have students from public schools, private and home schools. Now those students actually become public school students right. to come here, but that access uh, for students and understanding that even though these are capstone courses and I relate it to maybe a student who has taken a foreign language, you don't take a student who is in Spanish one and then immediately drop them Spanish five. They're not gonna be successful. So we want to, um, working with our partner schools, make sure that that the students have the skills that they can be successful when they come here. Because we've seen it the other way. If students aren't prepared, it really turns them off to a career. And that's exactly what we don't want to do. So access is one, working with um, our partners to make sure that it's as broad as we can um, we can make it but also making sure to be careful that students can be successful when they come here. And then the second thing for, for um, equity beyond access really is helping to um, meet the needs of all students. And so one of the ways that we do that, again, is our personalized and competency base. So it's about starting from the student's perspective and we use a lot of inquiry-based um, instruction in here. Not a lot, that is the focus of what we do. So problem-based, project-based. Uh, so with that inquiry process, the students can start with their passion 
and who they are as a person and then go from there with a project or, or solving a problem. And that is one of the greatest joys is because it just uh, mushrooms uh, with the students and they, they just have so much pride of what they've accomplished. Yeah, as they should. And you've talked about the connections with the Sydney schools, um, but what other connections have students been able to make as a result of being in the Pathways at STA? Mm-hmm. So I think um, it really, working inward, going outward, one is students connect first and foremost with who they are, which in a way that they've not before, they've done before because they're able to experience what a pathway, what a career pathway is um, in, a, in a very authentic and unique way. And they're able to understand, oh, this is who I really am. These are the talents and skills and, and how I've been gifted. And it really helps them connect with who they are personally. Secondly, the students in their classes. Uh, These classes become a a true learning community. And students go on, they're lifelong friends, they they go to college together, they they work together beyond STA. And it's because these students are are, um, focused, passionate, and driven in a certain area. So they are like-minded and they can really learn from each other, whether they come from um, an urban setting, suburban, or rural setting, it really doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, students really check their mascots at the door <laughs> because it's about their future and the future of their learning community. And then last, uh, I would say the connections with industry and the fact that they are able to have professional conversations with experts in industry give them a step up and a practice, um, an opportunity to, um, in an early age as a junior or senior have those those conversations also working on real projects not not uh, contrived projects but real projects that are meeting a real need in the community and so that meaningful uh, that meaningful interaction with professionals really builds those skills we, we try to to teach students soft skills or professionalism skills and what I find, they're better caught than taught in the moment when they need it. Yeah. And so those, those are the connections that we see personal with other students and teams and then with a larger community. And then students really are able to connect with the, the larger community and society, whether it be uh, in the Lee Seminary or back in their, their home cities where they're at. And, and contribute. And it's very ex- exciting. We've even seen students in our international studies program who've connected around the world and not just making a connection, but we've had our international st- studies students put on World Trade Center um, conferences. We've had students uh, for eight different um, World Trade Centers in, in the world with a hybrid conference that they, they uh, cultivated. We've had students who have connected with world leaders in Kenya. Um, and most recently, well, a few years ago, our students in our international studies program uh, were doing a project with, they were leading a project for our, um, uh, inter, um, our, our uh, sorry, biomed students, with our biomed students and our engineering students. It was a, a co-created project with students in Kenya and they were solving a problem for rural health in Kenya. And so they came up with a protocol for telemedicine that so impressed the governor of Kenya that he came here, visited, 
and he wanted to know what was going on, how, how were our students connected with his students and doing um, incredible things. And it's really the secret is, is you equip them and you get back out of their way and they do great things. But uh, he went back and built a facility in Kenya um, and he came back uh, just this past fall with two more governors. This time, the International Studies students connected businesses in Kenya with businesses in Kansas City so they could do business together. And that was research done by our students. So it, is, it starts very personally, but then it goes global. And we've seen the whole span of that here. Wow, that is truly amazing. I mean, to, in the, the world we live in today is getting so much smaller. And so teaching students how to truly be global citizens is like key. And these experiences that students are able to have in high school where they're connecting with countries and across the globe is just so amazing. And, you know, and I know it all really boils down to relationships because this is hard work and students are willing to step up to the plate because of the relationships they're able to build with themselves and their teachers. And then, like you said, just kind of across the world. And <laughs> I'm just really thinking of you saying like they they're checking their mascots at the door. So I'm just seeing like tigers and bulldogs and broncos just like standing at the door waiting to be picked up as students um, exit. But just that collaboration that they're building with each other is just so beautiful. And the toughness and the rigor of the course, you know, goes hand in hand. And as a result of that, they're able to earn like these credentials that are not like, oh, you're in high school. These are high school credentials, but like these industry-level credentials. What are some of the credentials that students are able to earn as a result of their work here at STA? Sure. They're, they're truly industry-recognized credential, credentials. So uh, we have students in our computer science program who are earning their CCNA, which is a Cisco Certified Network Associate, Security Plus, um, and, and so forth. So these are credentials where they can go to work immediately, and especially in IT right now, they don't care uh, as much about a degree, although many companies still do, but students are getting hired at world-class level companies with, um, with the credentials and experience, the experience that they gain here by doing their projects and having the interaction. Also, um, with our brand new aerospace program, our students uh, get certified for an FAA remote pilot. Now, that's, it's, it's, it's a drone certification, but it's not flying the little drones. These are drones that um, engineering firms hire, and they're getting pay, they'll pay students $30 an hour. They're hiring some of our students this summer, $30 an hour to do surveying work. Yeah. And so uh, we also have stackable credentials in our, in our health science uh, programs, in our business finance and fintech. Students can be expert level um, office uh, with Microsoft Office, which is a highly sought after credential, especially with big data and Excel and all that. So to name a few, those are some of the things that our students are doing that make a difference. It's it's not just a badge. Yeah. It's something that will take them to work. Yes, it's portable. It's real. It's, mm -hmm. rec it's recognized. I mean, that that's so great. And this is just such a world-class facility. <laughs> Even the space that we're sitting in today, I truly wish that our listeners could just see. This is a must-see um, space, and just the things that you all have been able to do and provide for students, and not just Lee Summit, but like you said, 33 other high schools in the area, um, and the connection that you have with UCM, the University of Central Missouri, right here on campus, and um, 
how does that flow into your early college program? Can you just talk for a second about what that connection is like between STA and UCM? Absolutely. And UCM is our most valued partner because we, we room with them. We live with them in the same facility. We have uh, other post-secondary partners and about 300 businesses that we work with. And so, but with UCM, we share the facility. That started because we um, started a program back in 2012 that was recognized by President Obama uh, called the MIC Early Bachelor Degree Program. Uh, but then when we moved into this facility in 2017 that is shared by the university and high school, so the high school uses it during the day, and then at night and partially during the day, the university uses it, and then on the weekends. And it, it's a wonderful uh, collaboration. And so collaboration is not something that we just have our students do. That's, we know that works. That's how life works. And so we collaborate. But being in this same space, we've been able to do more for students. And so students are able to do, we, we've um, created more programs and more opportunities for students where they can earn sooner and then also it, it can cost less for them. So that looks like um, interaction with, well, college uh, classes um, that students can partake in. After STA, it's dual credit. It's collaboration during the day because we have aligned programs next to each other. Uh, our nursing um our nursing facility is right next door or across the way from the College of Nursing for UCM, and our students get to collaborate with those professors, with those college students, and be able to um, engage in those college-level skills and competencies as a high school student. So it gives them a leg up. But we've been able to synergize even more. So the university here has uh, a workforce department uh, that focuses on upskilling a lot of times and also provides um, credentials for, for uh, opportunities, credential opportunities. So our students are able to engage in that and they're able to add on to their experience with those credentials and the alignment that we have here. It's a wonderful pipeline you know, for students who want to go to UCM, but then beyond UCM, uh, as I mentioned, we have uh, partnerships and early college programs with other colleges as well. Gosh, so many partnerships with universities, with industry, students literally have their choice of the things that they want to engage in. And I'm sure you walk around every day just like in awe of the amazing things that students are doing right here at Summit Tech. What are, what are some things or what is something that has surprised you most about what students have accomplished at STA? I think um, really as, as far as the the surprise that I would say, there's just a multitude of, of opportunities that the students have. But uh, one that, that, is, that just comes to my mind right now, um, and it happens to be also with our international studies students. So they wanted to make a meaningful difference in the lives of students. So in Malawi, which is a, a very poor country in Africa, and in interactions with our students who are connecting with, with their students there, um, they, they found a need and they said, how can we make a difference? And so working with our industry partners, uh, they just started this project, but um, in order for young women to be able to go to school, um, especially in poor countries, they have to have their feminine hygiene needs met because sometimes that keeps young women out of school. So f figuring out this problem uh, and working with um, our industry partners and also our partners with other schools 
uh, not even just in the Casey community, but worldwide, uh, they have raised in a very short amount of time. I think it's like a week. They just started this project, $2,000 to help young young ladies be able to go to school and for the the hemen, uh, the um, the feminine hygiene problem that they, um, it's just heartbreaking that they're dealing with. It keeps them out of school. This keeps girls in school so they can be empowered and learn and grow. And so, and that's just one story. You know, I, I could go through each of our pathways because uh, students, especially this, this um, age group right now, these, these uh, Gen Zs, these Gen As, they wanna make a difference. And so instead of just finding a problem, they find a problem that they're passionate about that makes a significant difference for a lot of, of uh, young people. And they can put themselves in that student's place right and say, how can it make a difference? So that's that's one, just one story. Um, like you mentioned, it, it is exciting because I get to hear what students are doing and uh, it's really about getting out of their way, equipping yeah. them, getting out of their way, and then they do great things. Yeah, no, that's truly amazing. It's so inspiring how you don't have to teach students to have a big heart for others. You just, like you said, you just have to give them the space, some parameters, and then you have to get out of the way. Yeah and let them go and they will surprise you. And it's, it's emotional, um, you know, the things that they're willing to do for others. A lot of people think like places for STA and exploring your pathways or I have to be a 4.0 student in order to go here. Why is this a space for everyone? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So um, these are capstone programs for juniors and seniors. They can come here one year or two year, two years for half their day. Um, our minimum GPA is 2.5. Uh, we do that very intentionally because a GPA is only part of the story, and yeah. it's just a written part of the story. It doesn't tell the whole story. Students, for each class, there are some prerequisites that give foundational knowledge so students can be successful. But it's very important uh, for me personally and then also for our staff here that this is open access. And so that's why intentionally the the uh, GPA is a 2.5 because what we find is sometimes their school day is only one part of their story. We've had students who, um, we have an exception interview process, so if a student is close but not quite, then we will interview and look for evidence of how students could be successful. And one story um, a few years ago is a student who didn't do quite very, didn't do very well in English, but loved, um, loved computer science. And so we listened to a story of how he um, has spent years working on, this happened to be Linux, which is a special type of platform, and knew it inside and out. So we knew he was going to do very, very well, regardless of you know a poor grade in English. Right. And that's what we found. In fact, he came and then understood why English was important at that point, passed it, and went on. But making sure that we provide opportunities for students as broadly as we can, but then also being careful to make sure that they can be successful. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this is literally everything. I, I love when students have the opportunity to truly just realize their potential or even figure out what their potential is because students struggle. And, you know, I know that we focus on asking students, what do you want to be? What do you want to be? Instead of like, what are you curious about? Or what problem do you want to solve? So STA gives students the opportunity and the framework to begin to answer those questions. So thank you for chatting with us today. Now let's chat with some students. Tell me who you are, your grade, and where you go to school. 
Yeah, I'm Alex Santoro. I do business at Summit Tech, and I'm a junior at Lee Summit West High School. Okay, um, Alex, how are you today? Oh, I'm doing very good. I'm excited to be here today, a little bit nervous. Yeah, and well, we're so excited that you are here, and you said that you were, tell me your uh, pathway again. Yeah, I do business and fintech over here at STA. And what made you decide that that was the pathway you're going to choose? Yeah, well, I've always been interested in selling, and I've always wanted to build something, um, and business is a great way to do that. I remember ever since I was like in probably kindergarten or even a little bit less, I was in I would like go to my siblings' bedrooms and I would like take their prized possessions, maybe like a plastic ruby or some chocolate bars or whatever. And then I'd take it over to the living room and I would I would pretend I was running a store and make them pay me to give it back to them. <laughs> I mean it didn't ever last long when my parents found out about it, but but um that was probably um my first like um feelings of like entrepreneurial spirit and um I've always loved the grind and when I came over here I I wanted to know I'm like I just wanted to know if this is how I wanted to you know spend the rest of my life if this is the career path that I wanted to take or if it's something that I wanted to change before I go into college and start paying all of this money to um start realizing that and um and I realized for business, you really need to know your numbers, and and that's a, that's how you should make a lot of your choices. And just for learning the numbers alone, I loved this program, and I would totally recommend it to anyone. Okay. So are your siblings still mad at you for the, you selling their stuff? Oh, every day. They're always mad. <laughs> are you the just youngest? Just for different reasons. But <laughs> are you the youngest? I'm, I'm the middle child, actually. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. That explains a lot. <laughs> so when you decided to come over to Summit Tech to pursue the business pathway, did you already know about it? Or did someone encourage you to come over and kind of figure out what you don't want to do or what you do want to do? Yeah, that's a very good question. I was um, in between engineering and business and virtually um, we were doing the open houses and I I saw Mr. Woodward's class and I thought that was um, I thought it was like a very great um, thing for me to look into especially if I wanted to do business and I looked at those two very seriously because when you look at um, businesses I um, like the top ones are the, like the top businessmen are engineers computer science and I and I just wanted to see what I wanted to do with that okay and what do you enjoy most about your pathway well I I don't think our pathway would be the way it was if it wasn't for our teacher mr. Woodward um, he's been an actual financial planner for 15 years before coming over and and starting to teach and with that he's brought in his experience he's brought in his values and he's brought in connections and um and with that i mean ever like whenever we learn a different topic um it seems like he brings in an expert that knows about it um we were talking about um finance for different companies and and he brings in the former vp and cfo of cerner and um, when we talk about risk management and insurance, um, he comes and brings in an insurance agent. Um, we've, we are focused in the fintech also. When we talked about banks and, and fintech, we went to a bank that deals with the financial technology and, and uses that to their advantage for a business model. Um, we've talked to people from the Federal Reserve when we learned about that, the monetary policy. Um, and... Um, 
And also, he's brought in like accountants, financial planners, and and even students um, who have come in and just to talk to us about what they've learned in college, what they've learned here, and how they're applying it to their future. And it's very cool what some, cool what some of them are doing. Is it mind-blowing that you get to have these experiences in high school? I'm so glad about it. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's a free thing for me to do. And I mean, even if you aren't wanting to do business, which is totally fine, I would highly recommend it just for you to like know how to do a loan. I mean, know your know what a mortgage will look like. Know what a car loan payment, um, and also um, and and um, and um, also the technology part of it. I mean, we're going to all be expert certified in Microsoft, and you can take that anywhere. Yeah, absolutely. And so, how you talked about the experts that your teacher brings in? How how does being in your pathway help you to uh, feel more connected to your community? Yeah, I would like to answer that in two ways. The first way is um, with my classroom community. I mean, we're all from different schools. In the beginning of the year, we didn't really know all of e- all of each other, um, but they're the closest class that I have, and and. In a more broader perspective, um, in like my town and even when I travel, I mean, we learn about economics. That's one of the first topics that we learn about. Economics is a social science. And when I hear the news and and when I can apply that to to how I know um, people are like, I can see the different, um, I can... um, I can converse better with other people and I can, I can see what they're going through in life. And I think that's really taught me a lot of empathy. Yeah, Yeah. no, that's great. You're, you're learning so many, what are quote unquote called real world learning things um, as a junior in high school, which is amazing. But speaking of being a junior, you have a LinkedIn and we often talk about how important that is for students to really have agency and expand their social capital why did you, yeah, why did you choose to have a LinkedIn and just why, did, why is that important to you? Yeah, there's a few reasons that I got a LinkedIn. Um, the first is all of the social, all the speakers that we've had, one of their social medias is LinkedIn. And so I actually do connect with all of those people um, once they're out of the classroom. Um, and another thing about it is LinkedIn, unlike all of the other social networks, People are on LinkedIn for the same exact reason as you are, to make the connections and to get forward in their careers and their pathways. And and that's why it's so important to have one, and especially when you're going into college. Um, college is all about making connections, especially if you go to any of the higher up ones. I mean, that's why people go for, for the connections. And you need to, and to, and you need to have that. You, I mean, I, I couldn't have added the CFO of Cerner on my Snapchat, you know? <laughs> Tell me who you are, your grade, and where you go to school. All right, so uh, I'm Austin Thomas. I'm a senior who comes from Lee Summit West, and uh, I am a part of the aerospace engineering pathway here at STA. How did you know you were interested in aerospace? And aerospace is a newer program for Semitech. So uh, the Aerospace Academy specifically pathway uh, is brand new this year. Uh, but the year before, I actually began with the uh, aerospace engineering uh, class. And so that kind of started uh, my interest in 
well, specifically the classes here. Before that, I actually knew that I was interested in aerospace uh, since third grade or so. When you know, one time I went down to to Houston and, and looked at the the NASA um, down there, and I got interested in all the kind of space stuff. Um, and so when I saw that, that kind of just for the rest of my life, I was looking at that. I'm like, that'd be really cool to do. Um, and so. I've always been pretty good with uh, numbers and math, and so my parents always uh, pushed me to go do engineering, and so I was like, all right, uh, let's do some aerospace engineering. So that kind of brought me to where I am today. Yeah, I'm always intrigued with how people know what they want to do. And for you, it was in third grade going down to Houston. How did you continue to foster that interest? You saw it in Houston and NASA. And then, like, what kind of things did you continue to engage in in order to keep that interest high? Well, it's kind of interesting because a lot of it was, you know, books and stuff. Uh, I know my family would often get me, you know, the planets of the universe, some of the the rockets, and uh, kind of reading articles online. That kind of helped me uh, until I got to, to the high school uh, level. And once I, once I got to high school, whenever I was doing my engineering classes, uh, you know, freshman, sophomore year before I got to STA, I was always thinking about how, how could this uh, become part of the big aerospace engineering? How could it help me, you know, build planes, build rocket ships, get, you know, that hype? Because, I mean, that always confused me. And then when I got to STA, really, it was uh, you're there. You're yeah. you're experiencing these things, and it's like, okay, this is pretty cool. This is yeah, this is what I like. Yeah, and I I love that you even came into it as your you know in, during your senior year. So many people think, oh, if I don't start during my freshman year, it's kind of too late. But you're just like, hey, let me take a chance. It's something that I'm interested in, and then I'll keep going. What do, what do you, you enjoy, enjoy most about, about the, the Aerospace, Aerospace Academy, Academy or the Pathway? Well, uh, Aerospace Academy is a, is a great class. I've enjoyed every minute of it. Um, we have so much to access, and we have a great teacher, uh, Mr. McKee. He uh, was a previous airport manager at uh, Leaf Summit Airport, so that was a really cool firsthand experience right there and someone that we can talk to every day. Um, but besides that, we've got great equipment here at STA, uh, including a flight simulator, which, I mean, you don't really get anywhere else, at least not for, for free like we do here. Uh, and it, it's really great to get that experience, you know, uh, where you can't really fly a plane as a high schooler um, in, unless you're going into, like, a specific super expensive class. Right. Um, and so at STA, you get that experience and you get those connections. Um, and it's not only, you know, plane flying. We also have gotten to work with drones um, before. We personally have gotten to fly a drone and uh, I actually just got my uh, drone's pilot's license uh, about two weeks ago. So um, maybe three weeks ago. Uh, either way, it's it's been really cool because I get to experience all of these different uh, elements of flight and uh, get to talk with these great people um, who are professionals in the field. And it's been really fun and I've enjoyed every minute of it. Now, I can't, listen, I struggle with flying a paper airplane, so I can't imagine that getting your drone pilot license was easy. How did you feel when you accomplished that? Well, uh, it was kind of like paper airplanes, you know. Uh, we actually, I've, I think it was last year or something in uh, aerospace engineering, um, in that class we actually had a project to make a paper airplane, and well, mine wasn't very good. Um, but <laughs> I, I kept working and studying these uh, different uh purposes of flying and how to create flight. Um, and now that I'm, you know, a year into this and uh, I've gotten to talk with everything and 
Uh, we have these uh, textbooks that we get to read out of um, that have all the information you could possibly want in them. And uh, we kind of have a curriculum that we try and stick to uh, leading up to these um, tests. Mm -hmm. So uh, first semester of Aerospace Academy, we were working um, to get the drones pilot's license. Mm -hmm. And so we were looking out of uh, these test books, um, looking at the actual questions to see what could um, help us, what information do we need to know. And not only that, we were also looking at what's important to know for safety reasons, because, I mean, if you're going to be a, a drone pilot, you need to know to not crash it, you know, uh, rather than just knowing the information, you actually have to know why it's important. Uh, and so we had discussions about this in class, and I think our class specifically is really good because we're all pretty friendly with one another. We get along really well, and uh, we can talk about things. You know, if one of us doesn't understand something, there's always someone else there who's who's going to be there to help you um, and say, oh, well, I, I think it's like this. And then if that person, maybe they're a little bit off and somebody else understands something, you get into a little bit of a, a discussion there to uh, so that everyone in the class really understands. It's a really great, great environment to, to learn these new things. And uh, because of these discussions and because of the way that we were learning, I think uh, everybody, I believe, has passed their drones pilot test um, and you know the work that we put in to study up and talk with and actually get that first person flying experience that's pretty helpful also. Oh my gosh that's really cool and just that collaboration and problem solving and just that notion of teamwork are such important skills that you'll take beyond high school and they're, they're your community. Your classroom is your community. How do you continue to, to feel, feel connected, connected to your, to your even greater, greater community, community outside of your classroom? classroom? Well, when it comes to the greater community, uh, we've actually taken a couple field trips um, as a class to, you know, downtown Kansas City Airport. We've gotten to talk with these professionals who are actually in the field, and we get to see what they do and how uh, they impact the community. You know, everyone takes, well, most people take flights at some point in their life, either at some airport or another. Um, and so whenever you're on an airplane, a lot of times you might be worried or you might be like, okay, let's see how fast we can get there. Uh, something or another whenever you're on that. And it's those pilots and those people that actually help make that come true. Uh, so if you're going to have a safe flight, it's because of that pilot there. If you're going to get there quick, if you're going to be on schedule, it's because of the pilot, the crew, because of the, the airport managers, everyone there uh, that's all working together to help you know make this community move along. Because if it weren't for those people that are working with uh, airplanes, you wouldn't have I mean, half of what we have right now because getting, you know, transportation, communication, all that kind of um, traveling stuff is very important to our society. And, uh, you know, whenever we've been in this class, we've gotten to see that uh, and what goes behind doing that. Uh, and it's been really great um, to, to see that and the impact that you can have going into a field like this. Yeah, I love that you have such an appreciation for all of the facets of what it takes um, for people to fly and beyond that. And you talked about communication, and I know you want to be a pilot, but you also want to be a broadcaster. Like, you have so many different interests. Do you know how you're going to kind of blend all those together yet? I'm I'm still looking at kind of how I'm going to do it. I, I definitely know I, I like flying. I like, um, you know, engineering. I when I when I came into uh, STA, I was I was dead set engineer aerospace engineering, um, but you know this class has actually um, helped me realize that there are other pathways that I can take, such as being a pilot, which I hadn't really thought about before now. Um, but looking at that, uh, being a pilot can allow you to. 
uh, have some freedoms to, you know, have different schedules rather than working every day. Uh, if you wanted to, you could fly on, say, the weekends only, and then for the weekdays, you could, uh, if I get to find the right job, I could be doing broadcasting, or certain weekdays I could be doing broadcasting, certain weekdays I could be doing piloting, and uh, it, it's really cool to have opened my eyes to see the different pathways, that not just aerospace engineering. And, and while if I wanted to go into only aerospace engineering, I still could. But, you know, seeing all these other pathways, it's, it's great for uh, freedom and for me to be able to do what I want. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I cannot wait to get on one of your flights one day and say, hey, I knew him when. So, so nice to meet you. And thank you for joining us and sharing about your interests. Just a little, just to be safe. All right, great. All right. Tell me who you are, your grade, and where you go to school. Yeah, I'm Judy Batts. I'm a senior at Wright Town High School, and I'm in the Medical Interventions Biomedical Innovations Program at Summit Technology in the Health Sciences Pathway. Judy, you said a lot. What does that mean? What, what do you do and why are you interested in it? Right. Um, so I'm in the medical interventions. That was our first semester. And we started off with a case study. And the entire theme of the class is instead of sitting in a classroom learning about all these different diseases, you start by diagnosing a disease. Then you learn about the treatment of it and the prevention of disease. So with that, we followed... We started with the case study, and then we followed the entire family. So it branched out into how do we run tests for these diseases for um, genetic conditions, for general diseases. We did a lot of lab work with it, which got me involved personally. And then our second semester is working on our own independent projects. So my lab group and I have been conducting our own independent research for the past three months, working with people from KU Edwards and, U and the University of Central Missouri and even um, Missouri State University. What, what project are you working on, um, you and your team? Right now, we're doing an epigenetic study of Arabidopsis thalianus. So we're measuring how, when plants are exposed to varying conditions of light, how does that change the protein concentration in them? So that has implications in climate change, but also kind of when you're seeing all of these plant-based meat alternatives, like how is that going to affect the consumers also? Yeah, you're saying so many things that I've literally never heard a high school student say, and that's really, really impressive. How does it make you feel to be able to have this kind of knowledge um, during high school? Because you're literally saying like some college or beyond college <laughs> words as it relates to labs and medicine. Thank you. Um, it's really cool just to have these experiences because I exhausted all of the options at my home school. And they're like, OK, you should go pursue these other programs so you can learn more. And it's been really interesting to have like this lab background and get um, like have opportunities to have these stackable credentials. We took those exams just in the past week, but it's also given me perspective of kind of what career I want to go into. And I think that's something I was struggling with prior to Summit Tech. How did you know about Summit Tech? Were you talking to your counselors or were you just exploring on your own? How did you learn about it? Um, it was my genetics teacher at my home school. She's actually friends with my current teacher here. And she was like, I know one of the professors <laughs> who teaches this class. Like, you should definitely apply, go to the open houses, try it out. So that's how I found out about the programs. Okay. And what an interesting time to, to be in this, because I'm sure, like, even during the pandemic, did you all study um, things related to COVID and, and kind of what the implications were? Um, we never studied COVID directly. We talked about the prevention of disease. So we also talked about the importance of vaccination and just how you can 
prevent the spread of other diseases like that. But that's kind of as far as we dug into COVID itself. Yeah. And has this class made you kind of look at your daily life a little bit differently and the the environment around you or even your home life? Do you kind of pay more attention to kind of the medical things around you just like in daily life? Yeah, it definitely does. My older sister, she's actually a physician. So now she'll like come home and talk about work and I'll be like, oh my gosh, I kind of have like an idea of what you're saying. So I think in that aspect, I'm more aware, but also just going out in public and seeing different things. I'm like, oh, wow, like I know what this is about. Yeah. And do you all have a lot of um, people from the community coming to your classrooms to talk? I know you say you work with KU Med and UCM. Do you have access to a lot of their doctors or nurses? Yeah, so when we started out our independent research planning, we actually had a meeting, and it was, I think, six or seven professors from UCM. They came in to help us plan out and work out the kinks on our projects. They also gave us a lot of suggestions for data analysis and how we're going to present this information for the KC STEM Alliance convention in a couple weeks. And then I've also been able to contact some professors at KU Edwards, and they've been very willing to allow us to use their equipment and give suggestions on how we can accomplish our goals if we don't necessarily have the right resources at Summit Tech Mm -hmm. in terms of like going and borrowing their lab equipment or alternatives to lab procedures. Yeah. Can you imagine doing anything else at this point? Not really. And I honestly couldn't imagine, like, sometimes I think about what I'm doing and I'm like, is this real? (laughs) But it's very cool. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is not the way that we kind of imagine high school, right? Like when we we think about sitting behind desk and, you know, listening to the teacher and doing some collaboration, but not really the hands-on lab. Um, How does it make you feel more connected to your community? Because when you think of medicine, that's very, our labs are um, biology, that's very kind of community focused because you're trying to help a community overcome something. So how does that help you feel connected to your community? Right, I think you basically said it perfectly I feel really connected just understanding like how are we going to overcome diseases and like I feel like I'm doing better at identifying hazards in our community of oh this may cause a bigger problem later but then also working in these smaller lab groups in my own class I'm feeling more connected to kids that I never even knew existed more than like six or seven months ago so when I'm placed in these groups and I'm working with people in the classroom and outside of the classroom through different organizations, I just feel really connected overall. Like, oh, I know people who do these kinds of things. Yes. And it's such a collaborative effort. Before you got to Summit Tech, did you do a lot of that? Did you do a lot of um, problem solving with teams in your classrooms? Not really, no. A lot of it was independent or book work. Just we'll give you an assignment. You can complete it. I really like the aspect of working with other people because that's how it's going to be in the real world, especially if you decide to go to med school and like work through residency. You're going to need to have these skills of working with other people closely. Yeah, and so often we talk about those essential skills of um, showing up on time or problem solving. What are some of the one or two, or you can even name more, but what are some essential skills that you feel like you either developed or became stronger at as a result of your time here at STA? Yeah, I think generally I've become a lot better of a communicator. Because when you're working so closely with a group of people, you have to communicate exactly what you need or what needs to be done whenever you see something. I've always had a problem voicing concerns with something. And I've realized like it's really important if I like realize something may not be right, I need to voice that concern immediately. I think more specifically, I've learned a lot of just like working in a lab because I had no idea when I walked in what I was looking at the first day. 
And then as I've continued through the year, I've learned to use all of this specialized equipment and how to properly document your procedures in a lab and all of these different things that I can use to go into internships and interviews to help me land a job where I want to be. Yeah, and you know, um, when you're interested in something, you kind of like want to dive deeper in it. So, and whether that's reading or watching television shows or researching, what are the, what are some of the things that you either read or watch to kind of foster your interests in your pathway? Ooh, um, I don't do a lot of reading for it. I know I've pr been provided a ton of resources to watch like different lab procedures. And then we've also looked at a lot of, let's see, a lot of different material in class. So, um, sorry, that's like a loaded question. We've watched some surgeries. We've also watched people perform lattice before we do it ourselves. So like we've done bacterial conjugation, which is where we transferred a plasmid for a CRISPR lab so that we could make a gene um, activated in a different way. So we watched how that worked before. Just a lot of different lab procedures. Yeah, and how does this motivate you? Like. Does it make you say, I can't wait to get to school in the morning because I get to do this? Or has it kind of changed the, your energy level, I guess? Definitely. Summit Tech, I'm in the afternoon program of it. So, like, I go to my school in the morning, and then I'll come out here. And I can feel myself sometimes, like, sitting in one of my classes, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I got to go in this long. But I really love coming out here. I feel like it's a big boost of energy as soon as I walk in the building just because of how close I've become with my peers and how engaged I am in my coursework. There's a definite um, difference in my energy from here to other classes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so great. Um, I can't wait to continue to follow your journey. And um, great job with all that you're doing. Thanks for chatting with me. Thank you. Ethan, right? Yes. All right. You ready? Yes. All right. Tell me who you are, your grade, and where you go to school. I'm Ethan McFarland. I'm a senior at Lee Summit West High School, and I attend Summit Technology Academy for Cybersecurity. All right, cybersecurity, that's the thing that everybody needs to know about. What is it and why are you interested in it? So I've always been interested in computers. I was kind of a tech-savvy kid. Uh, I can remember in elementary school, my friends, if they had problems with their computers, they didn't bring it to technology, they brought it to me. So it was uh, something I've always known that I, that I wanted to do. Um, I got into middle school and found a program called Cyber Patriot, and it was a cybersecurity competition um, and, and at my middle school, it was run by the Summit Tech um, instructors. So that year, we actually won the national championship for the middle school division. Um, and it was kind of at that moment that I knew, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this for real. Yeah. Um, Tell me a little bit about Cyber Patriot because you all are a finalist, um, your team, and you're in the, was it top 1% or kind of yes. tell me a little bit about it. So Cyber Patriot uh, is a competition that's nationwide. It's uh, meant to attract youth to cybersecurity. Uh, so it's, it's a scenario where you run a small business uh, and your goal is to secure your network of computers uh, to evade attacks. So you will have um, uh, several different operating systems, Windows, Linux, Cisco, and you have to configure all of those in the most secure way possible to get points. Now, when, usually when people think about cybersecurity, they're like, yeah, I just want to hack things. Like, <laughs> was that your uh, part of your motivation or, you know, did you... Kind of know a little bit more than that. It, it's always been something that I've, <laughs> that I've thought about. It's definitely interesting. Uh, I would say that in order to secure things, you have to know how they can be broken into. And um, that, that penetration testing is a really big part of cybersecurity. But I think it's also important to understand that that's not all there is to it, right? Um, 
when when we look at at securing a network, we have to look at uh, what's what's vulnerable, and then how can we configure that that vulnerable thing uh, to stay away from those attacks. Yeah, you're doing some really important work. That's really not just a local thing, but such on a global scale. Because we have to, you know, from the highest levels of government, really focus on that sort of protection. Do you feel like you're doing important work here at Summit Tech? I do. Yes, it's. Uh, we, we have a lot of hands-on experiences here. Uh, we, we have a, a net lab, which is um, a room next to our classroom that contains tons and tons of industry-level hardware. We have uh, Cisco routers, switches, um, adaptive security appliances that we get to interact with every day. Um, and it's kind of like on-the-job training before you have the job. So it's, it's really amazing that as a high schooler, I get to uh, prepare myself for that. Yeah, absolutely. So what do you enjoy most about cybersecurity? Um, for me, it's it's all of the opportunities that come with it. Uh, I mean, part of it is is kind of the curiosity for me. It's um, things are always changing. It's kind of like a cat and mouse game. Someone's uh, figuring out a new way to attack a system, and then we have to figure out a new way to defend it. So it's it's also an area that uh, touches every other discipline of technology, which I don't think any other um, discipline can do. It's you have to know about every area of technology so that you can secure area, every area of technology. And, and for me, it's, it's really interesting to, to, t to touch uh, network operations, to touch programming or uh, Internet of Things devices. It's, mm -hmm. it's really cool. STEM is such a hot topic, and more and more um, schools are really trying to get younger kids interested in it. What, why is that important for young kids to um, come to STEM early, or as early as possible? So I think that it's it's important because there's such a gap in in security specifically right now. I think there's uh, something like two million open jobs in the U.S. alone for cybersecurity, and preparing people as early as possible is is important, and especially with the youth because if they get interested in that early, they're going to be really good by the time they get to the industry, and that's that that's what we need. Yeah, and you mentioned that there's such a gap and so many jobs available. From a cybersecurity standpoint, what happens if we don't fill those jobs? What happens if that gap continues to widen? Well, I mean, like I said earlier, it's a, it's a cat and mouse game, right? People are constantly finding new ways to to attack systems, and uh, if we don't have the talent or the the people to uh, to to fix that, then we fall behind the hackers, and the result of that is everything becomes vulnerable. Yeah, and as being part of cybersecurity, you I'm sure you had to earn so many certifications or at least some to to continue what you're doing and this is like your ramp up. What kind of certifications have you earned in your pathway? So last year in network engineering, uh, we had the opportunity to take the CCNA exam and that stands for the uh, Cisco Certified Network Associate. Uh, this is an industry-level certification. Cisco is a global leader uh, in internetworking and telecommunications. So to be able to get that certification means that as a high schooler, I have uh, the knowledge of, of someone who's already working in the field. Um, and, and then this year, we have the opportunity to earn a couple more. Um, last semester, um, I passed the Security Plus exam. Uh, which is another industry-level exam that's more geared towards cybersecurity specifically. Uh, so as a high schooler right now, I could be making $65,000 a year pretty easily. Yeah, and I, I can't even imagine how your family feels about this accomplishment. When Anytime I hear industry-level, that automatically pings my head like, 
he's doing things that adults are doing. Like he's not, this is not a high school test. Like you said, this is, you can, you know, go out into the world and earn this money. How does that feel? How does that feel knowing that you're earning the same kind of certification that a 30 year old or 40 year old is earning? You know, I, I still can't believe it. Right. I mean, that, to be able to do that as a high schooler is, is crazy to me. And, um, I, I'm just so thankful that Summit Tech has provided this opportunity uh, for me to for me to take that. And my classmates as well, we had something like an 88% pass rate on, on that Security Plus exam, which is um, really, really good. Yeah. And so many students aren't taking advantage of these opportunities that are literally right here um, in the region. Why should more students either come into cybersecurity or just take advantage of this sort of learning environment that you have at STA? Well, I think our learning environment is really, really special just because of all of the the opportunities that we have. Uh, like I talked about that that NetLab earlier, where we can uh, interact with real hardware every day uh, that that professionals are using, and it, the the instructors are also so high quality. I can remember uh, last year when I was studying for that CCNA exam, my my networking teacher, Miss Akers, would stay uh, after class with me for for hours and just make sure that we were all prepared for that exam, which is really, really nice. Yeah, teachers are literally everything. Um, you mentioned your teacher, Miss Akers. What kind of appreciation do you have for those kind of adults that will truly pour into a high school student to get them to where they need to be? It's it's a lot of appreciation for sure. I mean, the, the fact that they're willing to um, go above and beyond to see us succeed feels amazing to me. Yeah, and are there any other members of your community that you feel connected to either in school or outside of school um, as it relates to your cybersecurity pathway? Yeah, so uh, our teacher has brought in um, various speakers to talk about their, their careers, and many of them have come from STA. Uh, so I've been able to connect with them, and then also um, my class is is um, has a really strong bond, right? We've all taken network engineering last year together, and we're back at it this year in cybersecurity, and I can say that I'm good friends with every single person in my class, which which prompts a lot of really good discussion. Uh, and I think that, that outside of the classroom, it's it's interesting to see that I can I can talk to industry professionals and have an intellectual conversation and we can understand each other. And to me, that, that that's crazy. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure they think it's crazy, too, um, because this isn't kind of the typical high school experience, although it should be for every student. So um, thank you for taking the time. I'm looking forward to following your journey as well. Um, thank you for keeping us safe and now and all that you'll do in the future. And please continue to keep encouraging kids to to go the way you're going. Yeah, thank you. Awesome. Good job. Jameson. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Good. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Let's... <laughs> are you ready? I'm ready when you are. All right. All right. Tell me who you are, your grade, and where you go to school. Hi. My name is Jameson Brown, and I attend Ray Peck High School as a junior. I'm here at SDA through the MIC program, and I follow the software engineering track. What does MIC mean? Well, it is the Missouri Innovation Campus, and it allows me to graduate college two years early, as well as communicate with companies to like have an internship very early on and get this business experience as a high school student, which is completely insane. I know it sounds crazy, but it's the most wonderful thing, and I don't know why people don't know about it. It's why are you doing it? Why did you decide, let me, like, this is not easy. I just, let's start there, because you're taking your regular classes, you're taking college classes. 
Why did you choose to make this decision? Sure. Well, let me start at the beginning here, and then I'll work my way up there. Um, so when I was a young lad, um, I went off with my dad because he was in IT to transmitter sites, to like radio stations. And I'd see him work on these uh, radio towers, these um, switches, these wires, and be like, wow, that is really interesting. How are you doing that? And it was that process, what he was doing, that intrigued me. Not exactly what he's doing with his hands, but that process. And as I got older, I was like, I want to do that. I want to keep doing that. And I found software engineering or coding to be more of a creative way to have that process because I can make things, right? I could have these creations that I could display and be like, I did that. I'm proud of this, right? And, you know, and through STA now, um, I didn't know STA independently existed, right? And then I had a buddy in robotics. Uh, he told me, the MIC program, Jameson, do it. It's awesome. And I was like... I don't know what this is. This sounds tough. And I looked into it, and it was tough. And uh, But it seemed to have everything I wanted. It had early college. It had um, um, business opportunities with um, companies that I could feasibly go work at. And it had experience I could garner, right? So I started to work towards it. I started to move slowly towards it, increasing my skill level, um, uh, increasing my SAT, um, ACT scores, to match the requirements, and now I'm finally here, and I'm loving it so far. Yeah, you said it's tough. Oh, uh. it's tough. It, okay, <laughs> listen, it's. I wouldn't. I'm not to detract you, but it is a little rigorous. Um, there are some times when I have felt, okay, this is a lot of work. I need to start managing my time better. So that's something you'll learn to do. You learn to manage your time more effectively so you can get all this work done and also have a social life. Yeah, absolutely. You talked about businesses that you're going that you get to connect to. So. Um, during your junior year, um, I believe you you you're, you're in your classes, and then you're also interviewing for internship opportunities that you'll stay with for a little while. Can you tell me about what that process is? Certainly. So this entire month of March, I've been interviewing with several companies. Um, notable ones have been UMB, RX Solutions, SSNC. They've been companies that have come here to SDA to interview me uh, and other students, and we've just been talking uh, like this, like basic HR interviews, right? And not technical yet, but I assume they will get there eventually. Uh, so I've been talking with those companies, and we've been, and before we started doing that, actually, um, we started resume building. So we'd have to send out these resumes to these companies to see if they'd actually want to talk to us. And that's obviously the most important step there. And then once that happened, we'd start interview practice, like mock interviews. So to say that we were well prepped would be an understatement. We were so ready for these interviews, and I'm pretty sure we crushed them all. <laughs> How did you get ready for those interviews? What is what? Who helped you with that prep? Well, um, one of our uh, internship coordinators, Kabuzo, uh, she's an excellent lady, and she's helped everyone out so much. Uh, she's helped uh, the whole process be very smooth and helped make sure my resumes are on point. Because at one point, I had an error saying I was on the wrong track. <laughs> and I was like, okay, that's not right. And she pointed that out to me, and it's been wonderful so far. And what do you enjoy most about the early college program. What do I enjoy most? Well, that it's early college. That's, that's, <laughs> that certainly is one. Um, well, no, that's, um, I enjoy that I get to have this very early experience with uh, internships because I, I, I love learning. I love to learn new things. And the fact that I get to be at a company and do that, like, man, let me tell you, that's so insane, right? It's just wonderful that I get to have this. Because like when I, I went to this um, company, MTW Solutions, I went to their office and I got to see how they worked, uh, all the people that worked there, and they just seemed like such a friendly group of people. And I was like, I want to be able to work there. I want to be able to work at these companies. So it was just a nice experience to be able to see 
you know, what I could do there. Yeah, and I just want to make it clear, this isn't just like a fluff experience when you get into these companies. You're not just making copies and making coffee. This is a paid job that you're going to be engaged in. Are you mm-hmm. are you nervous? What are you most looking forward to? You know, I'm looking forward to um, just being able to cooperate with these people on a professional level because I value that ability to be able to talk with these people on a professional level, right? Because, um, you know, I don't. I consider myself to be more of an amateur programmer at the moment, and the fact that I get to be at this level with these professional programmers and learn from them—that's what I'm really looking forward to. And the fact um, that I get to just be there with them. Yeah, and through the the early college program is through UCM, the University of Central Missouri. Um, what do you? I guess what do you appreciate most about having that connection with UCM early as a high school student? Well, with that early connection, it means that, well, one, I get to get in that college easier. <laughs> and secondly, is that I get to know what kind of that college experience is going to feel like for me. Because it's through UCM, so I get to know what UCM is going to be like, either through your professors or the people that I get to talk with. Like Scavuzzo, for instance, she works for UCM, and she's been an excellent asset to me. And I'm hopefully back to her. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's been very nice to connect with that college. And I've been to UCM a couple times independently of um, MIC, and I've loved the campus. I've loved the people in it. Uh, yeah, so that's kind of how that works with the college. Yeah, and through this program, you've had access to many different kinds of communities. So you have the UCM community, you have the employer community, you have the STA community. Um, how do you, are there any other community members that you feel connected to? or And what does that mean for you to feel connected to, like, this larger community? All right, so on the STA community, Okay, so the people here are wonderful. Let me let me let me set that out there. All right, you guys are all so friendly, and it's just that's such a nice experience. Because my class, for instance, it's such a small group of native people, and I get to, I know them all very personally. They're all wonderful friends of mine, and I get to talk with them very openly about our projects, our discussions, and it's it's been a wonderful time. Especially with my teacher, she's so she's so laid back and fun. I get to ha- it's like it's like a fun little class I get to have, right? And I get to learn so much from that. That's that's the golden thing there, right? Because you can have a laid-back class, right? You could do nothing. You can learn nothing. But the fact is that it's laid-back and I get to learn things. That That is the kicker right there. <laughs> now, secondly here, um, on the whole larger community aspect, right? I think this whole thing has taught me how to identify problems in my community and how to solve them. Because right now in SDA, we're working on our capstone projects, which is our entrepreneurial pursuits or companies we work with. And right now, we're working on entrepreneurial, right? So... I've been able to see these problems and trying to figure out solutions to them, right? So that's kind of how I feel connected to that community because I get to figure out how to help them out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people think the early college program, like, that's not for me. That's for someone else. It's, like, super special. Why why is it kind of for everybody if they want to step up to the challenge? If you're willing to step up to the plate and take it, trust me that that is yours. That plate is yours. It's not just for special people. I don't consider myself to be special. I'm just a normal guy from Raymore. Let me tell you that right now. <laughs> um, and definitely uh, any, anybody can do this. You just have to have the right mindset. It takes no talent. It just takes a strong, focused mindset. You have to have the will to get through this program. And if you can, God, let me tell you, you're going to be a, like making so much money when you get out. That's that, that's that's the big idea, right? And not not just the knowledge, it's the money. <laughs> right, yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, 
great job. Um, thanks for stepping up to the plate. Um, continue to encourage others to, to do the same. You ready? All right. Last but not least. <laughs> Tell me who you are, your grade, and where you go to school. My name is Ben Lampy. I go to Lee Summit North, and I'm a part of the engineering career path here, specifically the senior level classes, so the engineering design and development, and the engineering field experience. Now, there are tons of different disciplines in engineering. Which one are you most interested in? I am currently most interested in mechanical. Uh, that's mainly because it can lead me into all the other disciplines. So when you're a mechanical engineer, you have the opportunity to work with marine engineers or aerospace engineers or electrical engineers uh, to to experience all sorts of different things. So it's it's being focused, but it's also still leaving the door open for a lot of other um, different places that I could go. Now, why engineering? How did you know you were interested in that? So at, growing up, I've always enjoyed taking things apart, putting them back together and trying to figure out how they worked. Um, and whether whether when I put it back together, it still worked or not, um, it, was, it was still a lot of fun for me. Um, and then looking around, um, being able to manage people and managing a project and going from point A to point B and just looking around, because I mean, every, everything involves an engineer, right? The building we sit in, ev- everything. So you can look at it and understand how you go from point A to point B, and that's something that I've got the experience to learn here. Um, but I also enjoy – I like working on cars. I really enjoy it. So looking at the, uh, the process of how you go from fuel to a spark to air to making a car go 180 miles an hour – is insane to me, and I just really, really enjoy trying to figure out how that works. Now, you you said some concerning things, Ben. You said, like, I take things apart. I want to cars go 180 miles per hour. I'm sure your your family was not <laughs> um, <laughs> so happy with all of your pursuits, but in that way anyway. The car is hard for them to get around sometimes because it takes up garage space, and there's stuff all over the garage. There's parts, and there's tools all over the place. So yeah. that's something they've come to terms with a little bit, but normally when I put it back together, it works. And if it doesn't, I, I try and figure out how to how to make it work. So. Yeah, it's the normally that's concerning. Yeah. When, when it doesn't. <laughs> when it doesn't, it really doesn't. So Absolutely. So, I mean, you've identified a lot of things that you enjoy about engineering. What are some of the things you enjoy about your engineering pathway here at STA? So in the first semester, I was part of the engineering design and development class. And in that class, you start with you're given a team. So I was in a team of three people total. And we were told at the beginning, find it and identify a problem that you see, whether it's in your community or in your daily life. And then we're going to give you the resources and the tools to solve that problem. So that this was one of my favorite classes I've ever taken in high school. So we developed a problem and then the teacher was basically almost hands off from that point and was just there when we needed her. So it was from point A to point B, writing all the, doing all the research, writing all the topics and even prototyping. We got to 3D print and build. We had a budget. Um, to create an actual prototype is something completely different than I ever get to do. And then this second semester in, in uh, an engineering field experience, which EFE, um, we get to work with Lee Summit Public Works, so actual engineers, which we got to work with with our project as well. So engineers from Lee Summit Public Works and Burns and & Mac and uh, those other engineering firms that came here, and we get to go there and talk with them. So the Lee Summit Public Works project, we get to – work with the city to develop a plot of land. So it's more civil engineering oriented, but it's still that problem solving and working with a client, which engineers do all the time. So you're given the problem this time instead of creating your own. So it adds a whole nother level of trying to work with someone else for what they want. So I think that's been probably my favorite experience is getting to work with those people and those clients and 
go and do things that I would never have been able to do without it. Yeah, I want to go back to something that you said. You said this was your favorite class because you were given a problem. The teacher was there when you needed. Was it her? Yeah. Uh, the, the teacher was there when you needed her. And then you were just kind of ab- able to work the problem. Why is this so important for a school to follow that sort of model? So it, I think it's really important because in the real world, you're not going to have you're going to get a problem and you're not going to have someone there holding your hand the whole way. You're going to have to figure out problems on your own that you didn't think you could be able to do. You're going to have to work with other people. And it's just something that's really important that I don't see a whole lot other than here at Summit Tech. I think it happens all the time. But whenever you're given a problem, being able to go from point A to point B, whether it's in your life or in school itself, it's something that's really, really important that I don't think gets hit on enough. Yeah, absolutely. And it's in another thing you were saying that, I mean, just the access that you have to Lee Summit Public Works and Burns and Mac, it's a far jump from I want to be an engineer to I actually get to work mm-hmm. with engineers during high school. Did you ever imagine you would have this kind of opportunity at, you know, like junior, senior year? No, not really. I, I didn't, I wasn't here my junior year. So I did before my, the summer before my freshman year, I did a class year. Um, where it just kind of hit on all the different uh, classes they have here at Summit Tech. And the engineering one really stood out to me, um, mainly in that point in time because of the, the shop and the tools we have. So we have CNC machines, laser cutters, 3D printers, and that kind of thing. When, when, you're, when you're a young high school kid, it's like that is something that I want to learn how to do and play with because it's, it gives you so many opportunities to learn how to use that stuff, and then you can use it later down the road. And I think it's also important that for engineers – you're not just a standoff guy that doesn't understand the process that the people you're telling what to do are doing. And being here, I get to learn about that actual hands-on 3D printing, designing, prototyping um, that I don't know. That I don't think I would get that exact experience with. I get to be hands-on with that. And then later on, I can design things that help those manufacturers to design that better. Yeah. Now, there's a perception that engineers are just like these super data driven people who just like work in these cubicles and have like no communication skills and no other essential skills. What other essential skills like those communication problem solving skills have you either learned or improved as being part of this program? So I have definitely improved my communication skills working with the team now in the second semester, we're working with the whole class. So it's small class, only seven people, but it's still you have to communicate your ideas to seven people and also being able to listen to their ideas and to put those all together, put all the pieces together to create something that you all enjoy working on and that you want to be there for. Um, I think it's also important to continue building relationships. Um, that's something I've, I've really learned is uh, building relations with people I've maybe never even met before and going from I can barely I barely know your name to having those personal connections every single day. Um, also presentation skills. That's something that's really, really big that I've tried to work on since the beginning of high school. Um, in the first semester, the EDD class, we presented to a panel at the end of our project of 20, I think it was about 20 um, actual engineers in the industry. So getting to show them the project you've been working on for months and being able to, com- once again, communicate your ideas is something that I think is really important. 
How does that make you show up differently when you know that your work is going to be evaluated, not just by the public, but the public that's actually doing the work that you want to do? So it makes you the extra little bit of perfectionism. Most of us are a little bit perfectionist, if not completely. Um, so we want everything to be perfect. We don't want to to show up to that presentation and have them just tear our presentation to pieces. We want to be able to answer every single question they have with good actual information that we've collected and done research on and be able to present the best thing that we possibly can that actually would work um, if it's taken to market and uh, mass produced. How does that feel, though? Because I'm sure, you, obviously, you probably gotten some positive feedback and then you gotten some maybe try again feedback. How does that affect you to to get that real feedback back from those engineers the feedback that's not positive how does that help you to become better so it it, first off it helps me improve my ability to listen because (laughs) whenever they start talking bad about something you've worked so hard on it's really hard to hold hold back and not just be like and blunder on and try and fill in the gaps uh, with information that's not really true Um, but it's helped me to be able to take that feedback and then go back and evaluate it and then make it better so that's, that's the most important thing that I think feedback should be used for is making things better. Not, not just taking to heart and you just sit there in the back brooding about um, the horrible experience that you just had, but instead taking that and putting it towards something positive. So the next time you present in front of them, they're like, oh, you did fix that. And hopefully they don't find too many other things that they can nitpick on. But yeah, that's, that's something that I think is pretty good. Yeah. Now, most, I'm not going to say most, a lot of teenagers struggle with feedback and listening. How have you been able to take that sort of skill outside of the classroom and truly apply it to your daily life? So I'm, I'm a big soccer player. I play soccer mm-hmm. all the time. That's one of the places that I use it the most because when a coach is yelling at you from the other side of the field and you're the one playing the game, it's hard sometimes to be like, yeah, okay, they actually have a point in what they're saying and not just dismiss them and keep playing because a lot of the time when you do implement what they're saying, it turns into something better. Um, but also that with my family and my friends, um, those relationship skills of being able to take the feedback of, oh, you shouldn't have done that, that I, I didn't like that you did that, being able to take that and improve upon it and make it better for next time is something that is really important. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I love all that you're learning um, through engineering and how you're using that to apply to different facets um, of your life. So great job in what you're doing and we'll continue to follow your journey. Jeremy and Alex and Austin and Judy and Ethan and Jameson and Ben. It was so great talking to you all today. I'm so inspired by all the great things that you all are doing and will continue to do um, as a result of being here at STA. Thank you so much for joining us on the Getting Smart Podcast. It was our pleasure. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for tuning in to the Getting Smart Podcast today. We want this podcast to be actionable, insightful, and a great way to learn about what's next in learning. In order to stay on the cutting edge, we need people in the field to tell us what they're hearing, what they're wanting, and what they're needing to learn more about. Got a topic or a guest in mind? Send your recommendations to me, Mason at GettingSmart.com. And if you like what you're hearing, don't forget to leave a review in Apple Podcasts or subscribe wherever you listen. Feel free to share the podcast on social media using the hashtag GSPodcasts. Thanks so much.